What am I going to bake today? It's gluten-free Angela here and I've had a few days when I haven't been able to get in the kitchen and I thought I'd share with you what I am going to bake. The reason why I haven't been able to bake is because we haven't had running water for a little while. We've only been able to switch it on sporadically over the last few days and you know what it's like when you start to bake. You have to wash up so much and uh, so today is the day and I thought let me just go and see what needs to be used and I've got three things that I know I'm going to bake already. So what's your go-to inspiration? Do you love thinking what can I create? So hey I opened the fridge and I found some cream cheese that needs using up so I thought that's perfect I can bake a cheesecake however will that cheesecake be savoury or sweet who knows it depends what I fancy creating do you like the savoury cheesecakes which are, are really rather nice with certainly with a little bit of blue cheese in but somehow I think I'm going to be making a sweet cheesecake and, and I really, really, really want to, to implore to you, go back to all of those recipes that you used to love before you had to give up gluten. You know, your perfect recipe that you always used to make your, your cheesecake from. And a lot of the baked cheesecakes don't require any, any wheat in them whatsoever. And even a lot of the unbaked cheesecakes don't either. So these are recipes that you'd be quite excited to know. You can adapt quite easily. Let's have a look at the base. So the base tends to be a little bit of broken biscuit, a little bit of butter, and then possibly something else in there. But if you would just strip it back, one thing that you will notice is that our biscuits tend to be a lot, lot drier than when we had wheat. So that means that you've got to reduce the amount of butter or, or whatever you're using with it just because it's not going to absorb as much. So you need to melt that butter and then just combine it with your broken biscuits. I'm going to be using, I've got some beautiful, beautiful ginger biscuits, but as I said, they don't absorb like others. So I am going to use about half the amount of butter that I normally would. And then what do we need on top? Well, we're talking about lovely cream. We're talking about the, the beautiful cream cheese. Do you like fruit on it? Do you like not like fruit on it? You know me, I love my Tonka. <laughs> so this is going to be a really, really simple cheesecake. But I think on top of it, what I'm going to do, which will be glorious, is I actually have some of the sour cherries, the frozen sour cherries that I've defrosted. And I'm going to put some of those on the top. I will love it because it will be so sour, so tart with that beautiful delicious creamy filling that just needs a little bit of sugar to sweeten it and and by sugar I tend to use the 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 powdered sugar the icing sugar but just keep it simple a little bit of lemon or lime zest will help to just give it that extra dimension because we don't want everything sweet in there do we so I'm going to be making a lovely 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 cheesecake and 
I'm not going to use all of those sour cherries. I'm actually going to make a beautiful cake and, and it's quite a simple cake, i.e. it isn't in layers. But this simple cake just has so much taste to it. And if you've ever had pistachios and ground almonds sitting around and some some dried sour cherries and some fresh frozen sour cherries, what to do with this? Well, look in your spice cupboard and see if you've got any maleb or a sweet cake type herb and spice and that's what I'm going to be using. So I'm going to be making this beautiful thing with pistachios, with ground almonds, with who knows what other nuts I will come across. And there's all these beautiful, intense flavours. And then over the top, I'm going to sprinkle some of the lovely sour cherries. And then I will drizzle some of the juice over the top. And if you want to put anything else in there, you can do. If you'd like some orange blossom water in there to enhance the flavour, you can do. But this needs nothing else with it. It's just intense, flavourful and delicious. You can even use, you know, if you don't have anything like sour cherries, you can, you can put things on top. Like, look and see what tinned fruits you've got. Have you got some a tinned apricot? apricots or some tinned peaches we forget how sweet and delicious they are just when you take them out just get rid of the juice that's on the outside you might want to pat them slightly and stick them on top of the cake you will be surprised at how delicious they are so that's another thing that I'm going to do and do you know what? something I haven't had in so so long is my homemade granola and I have some gluten-free porridge oat they're in apple flavor and and I just, I'm not that enamoured. But you know what? I'm not going to waste them because I'm going to make my beautiful granola. And this granola is so crispy. It's got honey. It's got a whole host of different spices in it. Lots and lots of cinnamon. Lots of whole almonds. It's just beautiful. It's not that, shall we say, bland type. It's more like a, a, fru a fruit and nut brittle. <laughs> It's incredible. So I need to just manage to open empty one of my beautiful big jars. You know those Kilner jars, and they're perfect for putting lovely, lovely um, granola in. So I've actually got two of them free. So who knows how much I'm going to make? But it's one that you combine all of those oats with seeds, with honey, with apple sauce or grated apples in there lots of cinnamon and i am actually going to put some of these mixed spices in that are there for making cakes with so there's so many different spices in this spice mix it's amazing it's from my favorite deli down in london so once i've used it all i need to go and get some more but what you know it's been days since i've been able to create so i i decided that i need a profusion of cakes there for us to just taste, for us to go and grab, for us to eat. And also, in this whole world, for me, there is just something special about creating cakes and being able to give cakes away. So when I make a big cake, I know it's too much for our little household, but if I keep a quarter, then that means I can gift three quarters to friends, to neighbours, to other people. And at this time of the year, it's we're in the beginning of November. 
And in my beautiful village, we have a little table where if you have things going spare, you can put things on there. And it is apple season. So I have all of these apples that I've been able to get from my neighbour's orchards. And I have been thinking about the past and when I was young and some of the things that I used to buy when I was young. And we used to have this wonderful, wonderful bakery in the north of England and it was called Thurston's. Now, if you're in the UK or if you've been to the UK, you will have seen something called Greg's on every corner. And don't bother going in there because you're gluten free <laughs> because it's all gluten. Well, they may have one or two things, but hey-ho. So when I was younger, and this is pre-gluten-free days, I used to, on my way home from school, me and my friends used to pop into our village, Thurston's. And I always remember what I used to buy from there. Other people bought other things. And some people have said they love the, the, the little finger buns with icing on top and, you know, donuts and other things. But for me, it was always the one thing that I loved. And this thing was called an apple charlotte, but it was nothing like an apple charlotte that you would see in a recipe book. This apple charlotte was Thurston's and it was quite a deep pie um, type bun. So the pastry was about two inches thick on an individual pie serving in one of those silver little pie dishes, you know, the aluminium type. And then on the bottom, there was this apple compote. It was chunks, little squares of apples that were quite tart. And then the, there was the sweet sauce as well. So that was lovely. And then on top of that, they had the most amazing thick custard which was lovely. And I always remember when you looked at it, the top of it was shiny. It was so, so shiny. And then there was a big circle of whipped cream. And then on top of that whipped cream, there were tiny little green speckles of, of something. And as you bit into this little individual pie, well, it wasn't little at all. It, was ra it looked rather big as far as I was concerned. But you had pastry that had no sugar in it whatsoever. So that was beautiful. And then you had this sweet and tart apple compote. And then you had this luxurious, well, it seemed luxurious when I was younger, beautiful, not overly sweet custard. And then on top of that, you had the cream. And then you had these crunchy little green things on top. And it was just incredible. And nowhere else in the world have I come across this little apple and custard and cream tart that Thurston's called an apple charlotte. So it made me think a little while ago, why do you know, often what has absolutely infused us to be the bakers, to be the cooks, to be chefs, to, to just enjoy food and creating one or two recipes if that's what you do. But what actually drew us into loving baking and I realized that some of the you know that is what something that I used to really really enjoy so why don't I recreate it so I'm going to I'm going to recreate it I've spoken about this before but I am going to do it now that I have a kitchen that I can get into and cook in and clean up afterwards so anyway 
that's what I thought I would do. I do my granola. I do this beautiful large cake and gift some away. Make a cheesecake. I don't actually happen to have any blue cheese in. So I think it's going to be a sweet cheesecake rather than a savoury cheesecake. And just being able to have granola in the morning. My beautiful granola, which you don't actually need to eat it like granola. You can eat it as a snack, as a, you know, instead of sweets, instead of a cake. It, it's so good. And to put that in those beautiful Kilner jars. And something like that, I do believe, should be out for everyone to admire. And for, to remind us that we've created these beautiful things. So, yeah. And that's what I'm going to be baking. So after a few days without being able to bake in my kitchen, I can't wait to get back to it. And something else I started to think about was what, what does baking evoke in our minds for us? And, and, and something that I always put with baking. And, and let me just, I don't know about you. I, just shut your eyes for a moment and I want you to think back to when you were younger and I want you to think about walking into that kitchen and I don't know whether that's in your home or whether that's in somebody else's kitchen it could be grandparents kitchens or a neighbor's kitchen or, you know wherever and toddling over to the cake tin do you remember the cake tin they were always like metal and they had some form of design on the outside and some form of design on the top and with use they were probably a little bit battered but what you would do is you would grab hold of that big bake tin and you would wrap one arm around the bottom of it and then you bring your other hand over the top and you would pull the top of that cake tin off and the smell of that beautiful baked goods that were inside would then hit you and that may be a chocolate cake it may be those coconut tarts it may be a madeira cake it could be lemon tarts jam tarts it could be a battenberg cake whatever we created back then went into that all-important set of metal cake tins and I just remember do you know at the excitement of going to my grandma's to see what was there I knew what was there because she baked the same every single week but out of the tins that I would open would it be just the chocolate cake would it be the sausage rolls would it be the jam tarts and coconut jam tarts and lemon curd tarts or would it be the coconut tarts who knew i would grab one of them and whatever it was i would just be hit by this home-baked aroma that made me smile and i hope that you have some similar thoughts as well and memories and it, it made me think that why don't I use mine more often, which is what I'm actually going to do. So I, I've come in to, to get more of my tins, my cake tins, because they keep things really well in there. And when you open them, just the intense smell that comes out and 
the one tin that I love opening is the coconut tin, whatever is in there. And uh, so there's all these things from when I was young that bring such beautiful memories. That is walking home from school and popping into Thurston's and getting that apple charlotte that isn't like an apple charlotte. Because apple charlottes, when you look at them in a book, will have some form of sponge fingers on the outside. And that's certainly not what they were like. It was pastry. So we know that we can create gluten-free pastry or, as I keep saying, let's not be snobbish. Let's go out and buy ready-made good pastry. I've told you, get into your local or Ocado and get that Sue's pastry because it is so, so good to just take that out of the freezer and use rather than making pastry although I do make I do make my own pastry and and the skill or rather the hack to it is it's much much better if you're going to be adding eggs into your pastry just something happens it makes the gluten-free pastry better so so that's what I do I always make sure that, that it's a recipe with eggs in and having a cake just just a prepared cake that you've just brought out of the oven and just like cool down a little bit but I, I, are you like me when you take that out of the oven it's crazy isn't it you can never let the thing cool properly before you cut a piece or a slice or just a little corner off and I always think am I allowed to cut it before it's properly cool and do you know what I can do what I want with that cake but yeah so these are things I'm going to be baking today so my oven is going to be going my oven is going to be so happy that we're baking again and I don't know about you but it's something that I just love uh you know there are times when I will buy things that are from they tend to be more independent places so that's good but I just love baking in my own home and I've always loved baking and really it's around the sweets the cakes the the tarts the the pies the pastries all of those I absolutely love to to make and I know it's a challenge when when we have to give up gluten but there are ways that a lot of cakes out there can be converted and and for me, rather than rather than going to try and use what can be some quite unusual ingredients. And honestly, I have read recipes and I've really struggled to source some of them from strange rice flours to certo in certain things. And I just like being able to create things that work time and time and time again in the comfort of my own home so that as people walk in they know that I've been baking they can smell it in the air and it's just beautiful and that's what I think as bakers we love don't we so that's what I'm getting into the kitchen to bake today what about you what are you creating today so I hope, I really, really hope that you've got some good ideas. So is it a cheesecake? Because do you know what? Cheesecake recipes, most of them we can still make. Just, as I said, do the adaptations that I've suggested. I've let you know which pies you can make. And I'm going to create my own gluten-free Angela's equivalent of the apple charlotte from Thurston's. Circa the 1980s. 
And sometimes it is good to look back at what we had in the past and see, can we recreate that? Was it beautiful? And if it was, then why not try that again? And I think when I, when I was young, I always remember, you know, if, if my parents had people coming around for, for a little bit of, a, you know, dinner, etc. I always used to think, please, 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 please. I hope I can stay up. And it was always great when it was somebody who had children as well, because their children would come along. So we would always be up until the parents went home late, late, late. And, and that meant I could always have that beautiful slice of what am I going to say? What was my favourite when I was younger? Well, let me tell you, shall I? It was the good old Schwarzwälder Kirschtorte. Yes, Black Forest Gatto, homemade by my mum. What happened to that? What happened to that in the, you know, it, it was so popular in the 1970s and the 1980s. And we know what happened. It became a frozen dessert that was in every freezer. And the the ingredients were cheapened, shall we say, and it just everybody ate it. But when my mum created that dessert, wow. These were thin, luscious layers of chocolate, dark, dark, dark chocolate cake with beautiful whipped cream, with beautiful cherries in there, with little bits of dark chocolate as well. And these were layered up with, I don't know whether we had kish in the UK back then, but there was certainly some form of alcohol, liqueur type thing put on the top. It could very well have been cherry brandy, who knows? But if there's one dessert that I always, always, always wanted a piece of, it was that Black Forest Gatto, that homemade Black Forest Gatto. And it is a, it's a gatto that deserves to be served in its pride of place and that is in the middle of a, an array of food on a table and I always remember seeing that black forest gatto and the cherries on top always had the cherry stalk there and I just wanted a piece with a swirl of cream and a cherry with the stalk on stuck on top of it. Now, that is not one that I'm going to make today, but it, I think that could feature coming up to, let's face it, we're coming up to Christmas. All of these beautiful, luscious, intense, decadent, dark, exciting flavours really deserve to be on our gluten-free list, don't they? So maybe I'll, I'll recreate that recipe pretty soon as well. So have I inspired you to go and have a little bit of a bake today let me know what you've created I'd love to know it doesn't take much to create a beautiful cake whatever idea you have in your mind it is possible to go and create that so please 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 have the confidence to do so and uh, we're getting ready for the new bake club for Gluten-Free Angela's Bake Club where for six weeks you're going to get a 
great video of me and how I create my bakes at home and you're going to be able to bake along with that pre-recorded video and understand how I convert so many different recipes and you're going to have them in your own home but that's if you'd like to increase your confidence your prowess and your ability to create beautiful organs at home I know there's one in there that everybody always loves and it's the Pim's O'Clock cake and people look at it and just go wow <laughs> it looks like Pim's on top of a cake and it's actually within the cake as well it's a bit crazy but it's beautiful I love that cake I really do and there's never anything left whenever you serve a Pim's O'Clock cake everybody wants their biggest piece possible there's so much fruit on top of it. There's so much pims on it as well. It, it's just lovely. And it just goes so quickly. So if there's one Christmas Day or New Year's Day or Wimbledon cake that you should create. It is the Pims O'Clock cake and I have got a video of that and how I create it. Coming in that Glint-Free Angela Bay Club. So anyway, today has all been about what I can get in and create. So I'm going to do that very shortly and I'll have some photos that I'll share at some point too. So I hope you've enjoyed spending the last half hour thinking about cake tins, different things to bake. And I'll be with you, but I'll be with you again soon. You take care. This is Angela from Gluten Free Angela. See you soon. Happy baking. Bye.